This episode of Spawn is brought to you by Flapjacked, a tasty, high-protein pancake mix you can feel good about. No added sugar, no GMOs, no wheat, and no artificial ingredients. And kids love it. Save $10 off your purchase at flapjacked.com with code COOLMOM. Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner. And I'm Kristen Chase, and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we are going to talk about self Care. That's right. <laughs> Tips for taking care of yourself right now. Clearly something we need a lot, yes. especially since the recent turns of events in the election have been really hard on women. Yeah, they have. And we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week. Liz, you know, this election has been crazy from the start, but I have to say in the last couple of weeks, it has gotten downright triggering. I agree. I know that that's a term that's being used a lot these days, but I can't think of a better one. For a week, I walked around like I was in a coma, like on the verge of tears, and it took me a long time to figure out why. I think a lot of women I've talked to are feeling the same way to various degrees. Like, it's just brought out so much. I know. For me personally, I mean, the stories, the audio tapes, all those things, yes, have contributed to it. However, watching the debate, the second debate in particular. Oh, the great lurking debate of 2016. That really put me over the edge. Yeah. Seeing this giant man literally stalking a woman and her not having the ability to do anything about it because what's she going to do? Turn around and say, hey, get out of my space. You know, like that would be a problem for her. She has to be tougher than a man. She has to like bear with it. And I think that's what so many of us have been taught is just deal with it, let it go, move on, be strong. Just seeing that kind of brought up everything that's like wrong (laughs) with women and men. I think you really nailed it. Regardless of whether you have had an experience with sexual assault, emotional abuse, or physical abuse, even just seeing the way that she had her shit together was answering the questions, was doing her best to engage the people asking the questions, and then watching the way that he was treating her, the way that he was speaking about her and at her, that might not be categorized as abusive. Unfortunately, that could be everyday life for a lot of women. Whatever term you want to use, it's certainly intimidating. It shows large man over smaller woman, and I think that image in itself just brings up so much. Plus, I think the way we've all been talking on social media about sexual assault and what's not okay and things that have happened to women over the years from benign to traumatic. You can't escape it these days. I think of it like, you know, when you get a really good, really deep massage and when you walk out, it's released all those toxins and you feel like, like, where are you going with it? Like you're going to pass out. It gets stuff out. And so even though in the long run, hopefully it will be therapeutic in the short term, you're like, I'm going to (laughs) die. I need to drink a lot of water and electrolytes. So basically you're saying we're all getting a really painful Swedish massage right We're now. We're talking rolfing here. Like with, with hot rocks. Elbows <laughs> through your organs in the back. <laughs> My hope, honestly, is that we come out of this more aware, more sensitive to one another, more respectful of one another, and with more mutual support, you know, women to women, men to women, of how to handle this. Yes. So that's why I'm glad we're talking about self-care. Because it's important. You know, because everyone's like, just turn it off. You know, just turn it off. But it's important. Yeah. On 
one hand, I can't hide away. I've got four kids. They're going to be affected by this. Their kids are going to be affected by this. So I can't just go <laughs> down in my bunker <laughs> yeah. and close the door and, and Kimmy Schmidt this thing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and come out, it's 40 years later, and you're like, hey, look, I'm wearing Converse high tops. And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, oh, I hate to go here, but like I've heard a lot of men in particular on Facebook saying to me, like, just let it go. It's politics. Who cares? It's not who cares. It's just politics. Yeah. This is like stuff that impacts us day to day and affects our lives and affects our children's lives. And we do care. And I think it's okay to care to whatever Seriously. degree. And that's why it's okay to self-care. Yes. You had actually a really good line about taking care of yourself that made me think about it a lot. Because I know we've talked about this before. As women and moms, we tend to put ourselves last. What was it you said? Well, you know, this election is important, but guess what? You're important, too. Oh, that's it. You're important, too. You're taking care of a house. You're taking care of your children. And you need to be present and able (laughs) to take care of them. And you know what? That might mean that you've got to turn some of this stuff or, in some cases, all of this stuff off. Okay. So that's point number one. Let's talk about other different tips that we use in our own lives or that, you know, our listeners can use to take care of themselves when you just feel overwhelmed by all the stuff going on in the news right now. So you're talking about turning it off. I'm talking about social media, right? You can turn the TV off. That's a little easier for us because we're not big news watchers. I really don't have it on at all. Because you're not over 70. I'm not over 70. (laughs) But oh, I, I have to admit, though, that when my kids were with their dad, it was like a special treat to watch news coverage as it was happening. Interesting. So I was craving that. However, I'm mostly talking about taking a temporary social media blackout. Now, have you seen, I've seen a lot of friends say, see you guys later. If you want to reach me, text me because I'm heading off Facebook. I'll be back on in November. I have. One of our frequent listeners, Laura, I saw her post on her Facebook page like, I'm out of here. I'm not checking Facebook for the next couple of weeks. I can't handle it. And I was like, Go, Laura. Like, you do what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for us because we run Cool Mom Picks and Cool Mom Tech and Cool Mom Eats, and we need to be on social media. I'm on Facebook a lot of my day for work purposes. Yeah. So that's challenging for me and you, but I know that there are a lot of people out there, and you can do it. You can create limits. Yes. That's the easier way to start. Maybe what you say is, okay, between 7 at night and 8 in the morning, I'm not going to have any social media checking. Remember when we learned a couple weeks ago that uh, Shonda Rhimes has that fantastic auto reply on her email after seven that says, if you're contacting me after seven, I'm having a life and I'm not going to get back to you. <laughs> so maybe it's the same kind of thing with social media. And, and you know, we use Slack, the app for managing work. And I love the do not disturb function so that I don't get any notifications after that time. Yeah, I actually have them off. Turn them off or yeah. create a schedule for yourself. And actually, we've done a couple posts on Cool Mom Tech that we'll put in the podcast page for this episode to help you navigate that because it's amazing. What your settings are on automatically. Like, people are like, why am I getting text messages from this app and this? You know, they're set that way on purpose, but you oh, can yeah. go in and turn them off. Do not disturb on your phone. We'll still let certain calls and texts through, but then it will block others. Yeah, I told you, I get no social media notifications. And everybody's like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, I don't miss it because I never got it. Like, I'll check Facebook when I check it, but I don't need to know every time someone likes my Instagram or whatever. Well, you know, my. My big point about that is that it makes everything seem that it has the same importance. That's really smart. It's like the like on Twitter is the same as a text. 
text from your kid. And it's not. Like, that's not the same thing. And so I love that. Turn off the notifications, friends. Awesome. You can do it. I would say while you're on a social media blackout, <laughs> tip number two, get out of the house. Yes. <laughs> and last week yes. when I was feeling particularly triggered, my boyfriend and I made a long overdue dinner date with another couple of parents of my daughter's friend who we love. What? You had a double date with adult we humans? We did. We had an adult wow. humans. And here was the best part. We did not talk about politics one bit, which I thought we would. We didn't even talk about like the kids or school. You know what we talked about? Mostly our best concerts we ever went to and the best 80s music for like two hours That's over so pasta. fun. I love that. And it was I love so that. fun and it was so energizing and positive that when I came home, it was like I almost forgot there was an election. I turned on Twitter and I was like, ah, it was like assaulting my senses. I know. So get out. And I've been craving that myself. I've really been craving adult contact that does not have to do with anything related to politics. And I think part of that, to be honest with you, is because I'm so wrapped up in my kids' activities. These days, <laughs> I am like a certified hockey mom, a CHM. Actually, that's good. Maybe what you should do is make a plan to go out of the house either with hockey friends or soccer friends, right? Somebody that you know you can't talk politics with at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or somebody who you know is on the other side of the aisle from you. It'll force you to talk about something I else. I know. Honestly, I think I'm just craving adult contact in general, which is a whole different thing. But hey, you know what? It's a part of self-care. Politics or not, we're around kids a lot. I'm around four an awful lot, and I need to talk to adults. It really does, it does a body good, Liz. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's my yes. next tip, and you know I'm a big advocate of pampering. I know you are. And I think whether you can get out to a local spa, don't have the Rolf thing. <laughs> yeah, skip that part. <laughs> Unless it's with Rolf. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's terrible. So whether it's a spa day or a massage or a pedicure at the local place with friends, or you're just like staying home, taking a bath, using the fancy bubble bath, putting <laughs> cucumber pads on your eyes, yeah. whatever it is, I find that's very rejuvenating for me. Like if I just sit and listen to like bad music in the salon that's near me. Oh, and read the magazines. <laughs> read the read magazines. The magazines. Nothing newsworthy. Just architectural digest or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing with any politics in it at all. Okay, I see where you're yeah. going. Yeah, like Met Home. Highlights Magazine. <laughs> Can I do the find the hidden pictures and highlights? <laughs> do they have highlights in your spa? I don't know. I, I haven't even looked. I haven't been in so long. What kind of pampering do you do if you can't get out? What do you do at home? I don't know. I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's something a lot of parents could use. Actually, I could use one right now. <laughs> I just, I basically bathe. That's what I do. I bathe. I love a bath with a fancy bubble bath. That's my kind of thing. I mean, I, I haven't gotten out. I do like to get a manicure. I do like to get a pedicure. It makes me feel better. And honestly, I, when I go, I often work or hold my phone. And I think it's really important. I mean, that's kind of the next thing we wanted to talk about, too, mm -hmm. is it to turn your phone off when you're with your kids that can be a huge game changer. You know, I did that whole experiment, right, Liz, for a week? Mm -hmm. No phone around my kids. Yeah, you had no phone for a whole week and what that led to and what you learned. I thought that was great. Yeah. And that's good for not just self-care, but life in general. Yeah. But I think it, it forces you to focus more on your kids and what you're doing with them and be in the moment, which automatically kind of keeps your head out of all the negativity in the news. And we'll link up that post as well because I really tapped into some interesting discoveries when I did that for a week. And it was just when I was around my kids. So really it was morning 
morning and then after school through bedtime. Honestly, it's not that long of a period of time. It sounds like, what? But it's not that long. All right, now you have make something here. Are you talking about like protest signs? <laughs> well, if that does a body good. Political banners. Can we channel our anger? Well, this was inspired by our oldest daughters who are both artists, always like sketching something, drawing something, creating something. Thalia goes on the app Procreate and does digital sketches. And it's really cathartic. I know a lot of people have gotten into the adult coloring book phase. We've listed tons of our favorite adult coloring books on Cool Mom Picks. You know, Ryan Gosling coloring book. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Exactly. That's going to de-stress you right there. Like, I'm not crafty. You know me. I do not own a hot glue gun. In fact, Thalia wanted a hot glue gun, and I thought they'd be like $120. Are you kidding? They're like $10. Oh, my God. I wish I had been a fly on the wall when you discovered that a hot glue gun is like a pair of scissors these days. I had no idea. That's how not crafty I am. (laughs) But for me, honestly, the adult coloring, like the mandalas, has been really cathartic and really good. Yeah, I've I've been coloring with my kids. Also writing. Yeah, and you talked a lot about this, that writing. I mean, I I wrote a very sad and depressing piece on Facebook. No, it was was good. But people were like, are you okay? My neighbors were all like, "Um, you know, I just, I read your thing on Facebook. Are you doing okay? And, you know, I had written something about thinking about my kids growing up and me not being there, you know, as I get old and and die. (laughs) But was this self-care for you? Like, did this make you feel better? Was it cathartic? Yes, I just needed to write, you know. And I think our outlets have changed over the years. I mean, both Liz and I had personal blogs, Mom 101 and Motherhood Uncensored. We wrote quite often also in other publications. And I think now we both do editing, we do business stuff. And so that outlet for both of us, I think, has taken a back seat. And so I'm with you. Writing in any form is so cathartic for me because, dude, I can't draw for shit, Liz. Okay, You know what else we make, though? (laughs) What? We make a podcast. We do. We make a podcast right here, right right. now. We are making something. And it feels cathartic. (laughs) It is. And hopefully it's cathartic for people to listen. You know, people have said that it feels like they're with a couple of their very chatty (laughs) friends. (laughs) And you know what? That in itself can be very cathartic and very therapeutic. And so I think another tip for self-care is do something that makes you feel empowered. For me, I often feel the most stress and ill at ease when I feel like things are out of my control. (laughs) Like all people. (laughs) I think that is a common thread. You know, it gets stressful and it builds up. And so for me, the way to kind of feel better is to take that power back. Sometimes it's through writing. I vomited out this big, long post on my public Facebook page about women and Hillary and Donald, and we see him, and we know men like him, and we are going to take this election and humiliate you. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> How many shares has it got now? It was at like 450 when I last looked at it, and that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't share it for that. I did it because that was my self-care. Like, I felt empowered writing something about the election. You don't have to write something about the election, but for me at least, writing that post made me feel so good because first of all it got it off my chest but also I felt like what can I do? Here's something I can do. I can write. Yeah, taking an action. And I got so many emails and DMs from people saying, I can't speak about this publicly on Facebook, but your post really helped me. Or, you know, you inspired me to come out and write about my own stuff. And so that made me feel like, okay, I've done something. Like I helped three people or 400 people or whatever it was. But you know what? There are other ways to feel empowered if you're not a writer. I mean, volunteering is a huge thing. Helping other people, doing good for other people, even spoiling my children. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think volunteering is overlooked. Whether it's like writing a check for a charity or going to the local shelter and playing with the dogs for a day with your kids or doing something more consistent like helping out at a soup kitchen or just, you know, volunteering at school, like working the bake sale on election day. There's things like that that I think they make you feel good because you're giving back. You feel like you're doing something positive and putting something good out in the world. And it really changes your mood so fast. And you know what I did? We volunteered for the Hillary campaign. That's awesome. So my daughter and I have been going to the Brooklyn headquarters office and we've been phone banking together. And when I was feeling super emotional and awful a week or two ago, that made me feel awesome. Those of you who are politically minded, volunteer for your local congressperson who's running or your senator or something that you feel passionate about. I mean, even if it's not something that's politically oriented, there are nursing homes taking some time out of your day to do that. It's always appreciated by the people who need it. And it's always appreciated by the people who get it. Yeah. So it's definitely worthwhile. And look, I know we're all busy for sure. And quite frankly, volunteering at my school involves four different types of clearances that I have to get. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. You need like a background check and fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, for real. I need fingerprinting and all of Hello, it. Hello, 2016. <laughs> Making volunteering in your kid's classroom completely impossible. Well, I will stick with the bake sale and the carnivals because they do go. not fingerprint us for those. <laughs> well, I love this idea of escaping through binge watching because basically that is my life right now. That's one of my best self-care tricks for sure. You're watching everything that I can't watch because it's so gory. I don't know how you do We've it. We've been watching Penny Dreadful because oh my God. literally watching vampires eat off other vampires' faces is more calming to me than watching the news <laughs> I, at night. Not me. Though I am watching Westworld. So oh, I know, well, yeah. that's that's dark. Yeah, it is pretty dark, but I can make it through those. I like. I, I think I said it about 1,200 times in the couple episodes before Luke Cage. Um, You know what I found? Because I was a super reality show addict for many years. And there's yes. something about going back to really good, well-written, scripted dramas and sitcoms that is an escape that I'm actually enjoying much more. So, look, if you love The Real Housewives and that's your escape, awesome. But you know what? Watch The New Girl. <laughs> Yes. You're going to laugh oh more my God, it's so and not funny. at someone else's expense. You don't feel as dirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. New Girl, Veep, 30 Rock. I love that you went back and watched that. Oh, yeah. I never really watched it from the beginning. And it's so awesome. <laughs> it's just really funny. Kimmy Schmidt, as you mentioned before. Yes. Like, there's so many good comedies out there. There's too many to choose from. I don't have enough time. You know what else? I'm really into documentaries. Like, stay away from the political stuff. But um, <laughs> Yeah, don't do I've that. I've been watching all the music documentaries. So there's one on Blondie. There's one on Janis Joplin that Liz Garbus directed. That's fantastic. Jimi Hendrix. They're really good. And then, you know what? Have you seen Meet the Patels? I have. I That is funny. It. It's really great. Yeah, it's Ravi Patel who was in Aziz Ansari's show and it's his journey back to India to find love through matchmaking, which is traditional in his family. And it, it's really wonderful and interesting. <laughs> Plus, you can tell everyone you're watching documentaries, just like you can tell people you're watching, you're listening to podcasts. Don't tell them you're watching podcasts. That's not good. But that you're listening to podcasts and you sound so much smarter. Even though you're just listening to Spawn. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You say the word podcast or documentary. Okay, so I've been working out, Liz. I've been going to Pure Bar. Yeah. People know that. And is that your big, like, emotional rescue, it, physical rescue? It really is, honestly. The music is amazing. They have great playlists. It's very loud. It's very driving. Also, it's so freaking hard to do that I can only think about staying alive. Like, that is literally staying the alive thing in my the mind. Staying alive the song? No. Because <laughs> that would be bad. Although, you know what? 
for therapeutic sake, being able to focus on one thing, even though it's a shitty song, is still therapeutic. Oh, we're just kidding. We love you, Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, just being able to focus on breathing and trying not to fall over is <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, plus, you know, anything physical. And I'm one of those people that keeps the gym in business so that you pay less. (laughs) Like I I sign up and don't go. So I know that anything physical, like if you're working in the garden, if you're pushing the kids on swings, if you're just running around the neighborhood, that's good, too. You don't have to feel guilty that you're not going to the gym because exercise produces endorphins. Right. And so literally it's a natural painkiller, like it's chemicals in the brain that make you feel better. So even if you're totally stressed out, we talked about getting out of the house. It doesn't have to be dinner for three hours with friends where you're paying for a sitter. It can just be a brisk walk around the block for a few minutes with the kids without them. And literally, you will feel better physically. Liz, I think you just quoted Legally Blonde, remember? No, but I'm scared. Exercise produces endorphins. Endorphins (laughs) make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. (laughs) (laughs) Or throw shoes through the TV when CNN comes on. There you go. Way to adapt it, Liz. Way to personalize Wow, I didn't even know. I must have really internalized Legally Blonde and not realized. Whatever it takes. Whatever Uh. it takes. (laughs) Also, you know, speaking of working out, music is awesome. Like, I've been dancing around the house with my kids to um, just dance, which is great because then you get both the music and the dancing. But I don't always think to put on music because I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to the news. And yesterday I discovered, I don't know why I never heard this before. Do you know NPR has these tiny desk concerts? No. What are they like literally tiny little desks? No, they're tiny (laughs) concerts at a desk. They're little video performances (laughs) recorded live at the desk of Bob Boylan, who's the host of All Things Considered. Oh, that's so yesterday, they happened to have on Billy Bragg, one of my all-time favorites, and Joe Henry. And just watching 13 minutes of them, they're singing like Rock Island Line and like all these old classic folk songs. I have no idea. Right now, you're speaking Japanese Rock Island Line? Me, oh, that was like a... I'm not going <laughs> to sing it because we'll lose all our listeners. <laughs> but we had to sing that music in fourth grade. It's like a classic kind of, you know, All right, well, folk I'll have song. to go find it. Yeah. So anyway, music like that. I didn't realize how much it brought me back. I tweeted that it was like a mental spa break for 10 minutes. So put on music that you love. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to like make yourself feel good and bring you back to you. You know, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook and I've actually been doing this myself and they have been talking about how they've integrated meditation into their daily life. Oh. And it really works so well. Thankfully, there are apps that can do it for you pretty much. It's amazing. It can meditate for you? Yeah, basically. They put it on. (laughs) It tells you what to do and you just sit there and just do what it says. Oh, they're teaching you how to meditate. It's not like you go do the dishes and the app meditates. <laughs> no, Liz. That would be bad. No. Not effective app developers. That would be like anti-meditation, honestly. No, I mean, it walks you through everything. So it tells you when to breathe. It tells you what to think about. It does everything for you. You don't have to try to find music. You don't have to try to find anything. One of our favorites is Stop, Breathe, Think. I've actually been using that one a lot. Do you like that? I remember seeing that on Cool Mom Tech. I do. It's free and you can check in with your emotions, how you're feeling. They don't necessarily have really angry about the political state of our country (laughs) (laughs) as one of the emotional choices. But, you know, you can use frustration, anxiety, and it'll bring up different meditations based on how you're feeling. You know what? I like that because I don't see myself as a meditation person. I've tried it before. I'm not good at letting my mind be still. Can you you guess that that would be Well, actually, the misnomer about meditation is that you're actually keeping your mind still. That's not really the case. Really? Yeah, it's really about focusing on one thing and 
and being able to push your thoughts away. So like hmm. one of the meditations that I do with my yoga therapist. I'm, I still yes, love I that yoga therapy. I sound so suburban. <laughs> is actually where I sit and anytime a thought comes into my head, I just in my mind say thought. I basically label thoughts as they come into my head. Oh, that's interesting. So you become more aware of having them. And... Exactly. Yes. It's really about awareness. My brain would be like thought, 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 thought. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? You get to the point where you can see it coming from a mile away and it doesn't barrage you. It's really that's interesting. Cool. You know what? I am going to try that for real. I think you that's good. And I, I think I would benefit from them. The one thing I've been using, there's an app called Calm and it gives you kind of a daily meditation or inspiration each day. But what I like is it has all this kind of gentle imagery you can pick from where you're just like watching a rainfall and hearing it or just watching clouds float or watching a fireplace. And there's something really nice about just staring at a rainfall for a couple minutes. It clears my head. I would like to stare in the eyes of Denzel Washington. Do they have that? <laughs> I can give you a Google image search that can help you. I don't think you I need think an app for that. App. Dude, I think we need to come up with it. We need the Idris Elba eyes app. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Sexy eyes app. Just stare longingly into their eyes. Nobody steal that. Calm. We're making that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other thing, speaking of things yes. to look at, is things to yes. read. And I think yes. another self-care tip is just reading. Like taking read. the time off to not be on social media, not read things that require response or like angry commenters <laughs> underneath the article. But like I'll read David Sedaris or I'll read a novel. Uh, I'll just pick so up something great. that is really escapist. Yeah. Like I told you, you know, I love YA. I even read middle grade stuff. I read some of the stuff my kids are reading. I like it too. No Captain Underpants or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like YA too. My daughter's yeah. reading Miss Peregrine right now. Oh, um, I wow. told her we couldn't see the movie until she finished the book, which she oh, did. Yes. And now yeah. I'm dying to read the book. So, yeah. Yep. I'm all for YA. And also, Liz, we have to mention that you should just have sex. You know. <laughs> Right? That's a really Well, you way. are the mom in nature. It's just self-care, depending on the kind of sex you're having. No, really, all sex. Doesn't matter. Speaking of endorphins and releases. <laughs> just go have sex. Yeah. You don't need anyone else, really. That's true. <laughs> so you're talking about orgasms specifically. Endorphins make you happy. It burns calories. Although, really, this is the mom in nature here. You know, I wrote a book. I don't know if people know this, but I wrote a book called The Mom in Nature's Guide to Sex. It's very so I know funny. These weird facts about things. And really, it doesn't burn much calories. So you you can't really ride that horse. We can't uh -huh. pretend. But you know what? If you're having sex for 10 minutes, that's like 10 minutes you're not eating ice cream. <laughs> so in a way, it kind of cancels out Dude, calories. Dude, if you're having sex for 10 minutes, you well, go. <laughs> I... <laughs> As we hit middle age. <laughs> I, I, It was 2.5 minutes when I wasn't eating the ice cream. <laughs> well, you know what? If that gives you a 2.5 minute self-care moment, then I think that's yes. 2.5 minutes well spent, Kristen. Thank you. All right. And we should end our list, of course, with our favorite thing of all, comfort food. Yeah, that's speaking the best of ice kind cream. of self-care. I know. See, and, and I'm dairy intolerant, lactose intolerant. I can't even have ice cream, but they have some great almond milk ice cream, which sounds a little sad. What are your comfort foods, though? Is it almond milk ice cream or is it something else? <sighs> No, I love that kind of stuff because I don't get it very often. I like all the comfort foods I like, Liz, are the things I'm not eating currently because I'm actually not eating gluten right now. So oh. honestly, I would love to eat like a big bowl of regular pasta, but my stomach would probably hate Do me. Do they have gluten factories? Because that would be my comfort food <laughs> vacation. <laughs> you would just go to a gluten factory? My comfort food is like anything that 
is terrible for me, probably. Yeah, I could eat pasta every minute of every day. So my comfort food is a really good bowl of handmade mac and cheese with like the crusted top that's been baked. Boom. Done. Yeah. I don't know what mine is currently. I think it's mostly just alcohol. (laughs) Southern comfort. (laughs) Alcohol and sex (laughs) is my comfort food. (laughs) Well, I think these are good. I mean, I know we're joking around, but I think that's our own catharsis too, right? Like being able to joke around and laugh. And I think, like we said, making something like a podcast can be very helpful. And so right now I'm not even feeling stressed at all, Kristen. I'm feeling happy. No, I'm loving this. And I would love to hear from the listeners. Too. If you guys have things that you do or suggestions that you can offer in terms of, you know, how everyone can just take better care of themselves, you know, quite honestly, yes, through the election, but even beyond, I think parents are really crappy at taking care of themselves. And so we'll take all your suggestions. We would love to hear them. Yeah, just as you said, Kristen, you are important too. Yes. We'll be back with our cool picks of the week right after this. So, Liz, we are back with our awesome sponsor, Flapjacked. And I have to say, my family loves them. Our food editor's family loves them. You're the only one who has yet to try them, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, because you were supposed to send them to me. Hello. They're on their way. The check's in the mail, yo. You're so busy making (laughs) high-protein pancakes for your family every single day. Now you don't even have time to go to the post office. (laughs) Wait. First of all, let's be clear here. I'm not even making these high-protein pancakes. They're so easy to make. You just add water and mix them up that my children are making them, Liz. Let's be clear about that. That's two extra benefits. So you're getting your kids fed well. Yes. 20 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber in each serving. That's outrageous. There's awesome flavors. Banana, hazelnut, cinnamon, apple, carrot cake. What are your kids' favorites? We've tried the cinnamon, apple. We like that. My son loves the carrot cake. I mean, I think you can't go wrong with, obviously, the plain old buttermilk. But what's great about these is that, say you get the buttermilk, use those for pancakes, get the cinnamon, apple, because then you can use that as a baking mix. Ooh, that's good. So you can make actual carrot cake or a banana, hazelnut bread or something with the mix. Yeah, they've got over 100 recipes over on their website. That's flapjacked.com. So when you buy the pancake mix. It's great for pancakes. It's great for waffles. But you can also turn it around and make muffins, make all kinds of breads. You know, Liz, I can see you whipping up some banana bread right now in my mind. Well, you know what? It can be, (laughs) which is my favorite, breakfast for dinner. Yes. Hello. And Spawned listeners are going to save $10 off your next order at flapjacked, that's J-A-C-K-E-D.com with code cool mom. So head over to flapjack.com. Give the pancake mix a try. They've also got those raised bread muffins. What were you raised calling them? Raised portion bread. Yeah. Where it's there like the go. little muffin you pour in water and it's like and <laughs> becomes a muffin. Super cool. They've got you covered. Flapjacked.com. All right. Well, now it is time for cool picks of the week. Cool picks of the week. Liz, yes. do you want to go first? Yeah, this is actually kind of thematic. And I didn't realize it would be, but it actually is. I love your pick. So we just featured the brand new Everyday Bravery Pins from Emily McDowell. And if you all don't know Emily McDowell, I know you do. I know anybody who's ever been on Pinterest or the internet has seen her, like, amazing hand-lettered type, her (laughs) hilarious greeting cards. She's in Target now. She does mugs. She's awesome. She's really funny. I love her sense of humor. She's smart. And so she created these, like, cool little enamel pins for your lapel, and they look like merit badges. But they have things like put myself first or accepted my flaws or did it anyway – 
But then they have some that are more specific, like stayed, got sober, or <laughs> my favorite, unfriended a racist. <laughs> Good for the Facebook age. Yeah. Um, or survived indescribable grief. So some of them are heavy and I think would be like a great little gift for someone who's going through something. They Actually, she has kicked cancer's ass as one of them, which I know is personal for her. And then I think some of them like put myself first. God, what a great little gift for a mom. Like I want to get these for everybody for Christmas this year. I love the one that says drank enough water. (laughs) And I saw her post about it because she said, you know, they had to narrow them down. She only has 24 different ones and I'm sure she had tons of ideas. And she's like, maybe I should have eliminated that. But she's like, but it's such a big deal when I drink enough water. And I'm like, dude, I am right with you, Emily. I am right with you. I love the pins because I love the premise that just getting out of bed or any little everyday things deserves a medal. So the Everyday Bravery Pins by Emily McDowell. It's on Cool Mom Picks and we will link it up with all the information. So Kristen, what's your cool pick of the week? Well, I had to do our mommy tax mug, our Halloween (laughs) meme that went viral. Like it, it kind of pops up every year seasonally because it is a Halloween meme. Yeah, sometimes with other people's website name <laughs> on it, oddly enough. <laughs> We're like, wait a second, didn't we? That looks familiar. That? Anyway, it's something Liz came up with a couple years ago, and it's the best saying ever. Liz, do you want to tell us what it is? So basically, it's the Halloween truth, or the mommy talks, as we like to think of it. And it just says, dear children, I gave you life. You give me your Reese's. That's how it works. Boom. (laughs) And we had it printed onto this cool black mug. It looks awesome. And I'm going to use it not just during Halloween. I think it's great all year round. Exactly. Because, you know, my whole thing is what goes better than coffee, tea, or wine when you're eating your candy. (laughs) (laughs) That you've stolen from your kids, as I said last week. Right. Or if you're Kristen, you nicely paid them for it. Nope. (laughs) Like I said, I gave you life. You give me your Reese's. I think that's totally a fair trade. But we'll link these things up on our podcast page. It's our Halloween mug. And you know what I did this week, Liz? We actually have an honorary cool pick of the week from a listener, and her name is Alexis. Yeah, this was great. I loved yeah. seeing this. She kind of, she wrote in and like gave commentary on everything we talked about last week over Halloween and then shared her own pick of the week. All right, so we're going to let Alexis come in. I'm going to be Alexis. Okay. <laughs> She's not actually here. Hey, Alexis. Welcome to Spawn. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> anyway, she sent in her cool pick of the week. So I wanted to share it with everyone. Um, She says, my pick of the day is strategy card games. Right now, it's just me and my partner who play, but Love Letter, Hanabi, and Machi Koro are some of our favorites. Now, Liz, first of all, don't you feel like strategy card games require a lot of brain power, or do you think (laughs) that we could do them? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we uh, with my kids, we play Uno, or I'm about to teach them Mealborn. Which is one of my favorite ones. The I don't ones even like know little... what that is. is oh, that, it's is a that French a strategy game. card game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's strategy, fancy. but it's not too hard. The idea is to get to a thousand miles. Mealborn is a thousand miles, something like that. It's French. I don't know. I forgot all my French from when I was a French minor in college. I, it's a good card game. You're speaking French to me, and I don't understand it. <laughs> it's all French to me. But she said they're easier to travel with than traditional board games. Mm-hmm. And she said you can get the whole family involved. She said she bought Hanabi for a family Christmas trip to North Dakota since there was going to be adults and preteens and high schoolers. So I love that. That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to check these That's out. That's a great pick, Alexis. Yes. Thank you for being an honorary Spawn host this week with the Cool Pick of the Week. Yeah, and if you guys have a cool pick and you would like to be a 
guest on this segment, drop us an email. We might just make you an honorary Spawn guest. You can find us spawned at coolmompics.com. And of course, you can find us and say hello or goodbye or whatever you want to do over on Twitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. What else do people want to say on Twitter? They weigh in. What else do people do? Well, they can share ideas. They can say hi. They can say, I loved your podcast and shared it with 17 friends this week. 17. And maybe we'll send them an Emily McDowell medal just for that. No, we're going to send them a mug. Why would we send We're not going to buy them a medal. We're going to send them our own mug. <laughs> Get with the program, Liz Gumbiner. <laughs> we are officially off the deep end. Anyway, find us on Twitter. Use the hashtag Spawn Show or catch us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. We really hope that we helped in some way during we know what is a, a kind of difficult time and we hope that as much as we laugh that you really take this to heart and take care of yourselves please yeah you know maybe Liz, just listening to Spawn is someone's self care one person Liz even if it's just one person's self care we've done something good and thanks also to our fantastic sound engineer John Bowen and hey we love hearing from you so find us on social media leave us a review on iTunes and make sure to subscribe download our episodes so you never miss a week and tell 17 friends and let us know and we will for real send you a Halloween mug. Yeah. Yeah, we will. We're going to send you one. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.